Ephesians chapter 5 this evening. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate the opportunity. I get nervous every time I preach, but I enjoy preaching the word. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 8 is where we're going to be. We're at the verse number 21. Find your place. I want to talk this, this evening uh, about redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. So let's go ahead and turn there. Ephesians 5, verse 8. The Bible says, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father and the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you again for this, this evening. And we thank you, Lord, for our time together thus far. We pray now that you'd bless the last service of the evening. Lord, that you give us a good time in your word. Father, that I would be mindful of the time. But Lord, that we would take our time in uh, studying your word this evening. Again, I pray you'd bless me, Lord. Fill me with your spirit. Give me the strength, the stamina, the words that I need. I surrender, Lord, myself to you. I confess my inability, Lord, my inadequacy, and Lord, just my overall uh, unworthiness. And so, Lord, I need you tonight. And Lord, we all need you. So I pray that we'd listen on purpose, that we would yield ourselves unto what you, what you might have for us tonight. Bless your word. We ask and pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as I said, I want to keep the theme this evening on walking and our walk with God. Tomorrow I'll have a <clears throat> couple specific things I want to look at. But we'll conclude this evening talking again about our walk. And our walk as Christians, our walk with the Lord. In the book of Ephesians alone, I'll, I'll turn here quickly. You don't have to follow along, but just a f- quite a few verses in Ephesians that use the word walk, Ephesians 2, 2, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. In verse 10 of chapter 2, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Chapter 4, verse 1, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk Worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. 4.17 This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. And then chapter 5 verse 2 which we didn't read. But it says, uh, And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling Savor. And then obviously we read verse 8 that says walk as children of light in verse 15. That we're to walk 
circumspectly. So again, my, my challenge and my encouragement to you this evening is to take advantage of the time that you have, the opportunity that you have, and learn how to walk in a way that pleases God and learn how to walk with God. Learn how to walk with God. That's uh, uh, what we're going to talk about this evening. Three things I want to look at as a bit of an introduction, and we'll have three points of our message. But I'll try to be brief this evening. But I want us to notice in verse 9 the fruit that is expected. If we're going to walk, as he said in verse 8, walk as children of light, because we're in the light of the Lord, no longer in the darkness, so we're to walk as children of light, then it says, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So I think it goes without saying, but fruit is expected, is it not? As believers, as those that have been uh, translated in the kingdom of His Son, as we saw, as those that have been delivered from the power of darkness, as those that God now considers in the light, it's only fitting that we produce fruit. And so there's fruit that is expected from us as believers. In our walk, we are to produce fruit. Some would say, well, fruit is other believers. We are to share the gospel and make it, you know, so other believers get saved. But, but that's not the only fruit that the Bible talks about. Fruit is manifesting who we are. We plant an apple tree, we don't expect pears. And if we plant an apple tree and we get pears, uh, maybe we'll be happy with pears. But we're going to say, hey, I wanted apples. Because an apple tree is to produce apples. And whatever it might be, we understand that. And so there's fruit that is expected for us as believers. And this fruit is a result of the Spirit. We understand that Galatians 5 tells us the fruit of the Spirit. I believe we receive those fruit at salvation. I believe they're a part of the package, if you will, that we get when we get saved. All those things that the fruit of the Spirit are. But we as believers are expected to produce fruit. That's number one. Number two, we see in verse 11, in this walk that we are in, there's a fellowship that's to be avoided. So there's fruit that's to be expected and fellowship that's to be avoided. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. And so we are light, and so that means no darkness. There shouldn't be anything in our life as believers that's contrary to the Word of God. There shouldn't be anything in our life that's contrary to light. No darkness. Okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And I'm moving through these quickly. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 14. Second Corinthians six fourteen, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols, for ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them. And walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, 
saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And so, as believers, there's fruit that is expected on this walk. But there's also, as it says here, fellowship that is to be avoided. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. You know, as, as single people and as most of you uh, younger people, the, the temptation in this world for darkness is unbelievable. And it weighs heavy on you and heavier every day. The, the temptation to fellowship with darkness, it could be people. It could be places that you go. It could be particular things that you do. But you are confronted daily. Billboards and newspapers, whatever we look at, all over the place we're confronted with temptations to fellowship with darkness. And we're living in a society that is trying to make darkness the norm. We're, I mean, we're to a point now where just about anything goes, and it's getting worse. But our society wants fellowship with darkness to be the norm. I mean, we have a, a, a government that's trying to normalize pedophilia. We could go on and on and on down the list. They're now trying to call it, instead of sin and wickedness and, and, and foolishness and nonsense... You know, they're trying to call it, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But, but you understand what I'm saying? They're trying to normalize it. That's what they want. And so the temptation to fellowship is there. Proverbs 1.10. Proverbs 1.10. Uh, that's 2.10. Proverbs 1.10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. So whether it's people... In your life, whether it's places that you're invited, whether it's those sins that you're tempted, maybe you're struggling with, you need to understand that there is fellowship in this life that might be easily had, that might be tempting to go to, but it is to be avoided. The reality of it is there are people, and listen, we're to love all people, we're to try to reach all people. There are some people we just need to be very, very careful how close we are, what kind of fellowship we have with them. There are places that we don't go because of the fellowship that we're not to have. Number three, we see not only is there fruit, not only is there fellowship to be avoided, there's a focus that is to be had. Verse 14, well, let's read verse 12. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise, uh, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. So we are told, walk as children of light. That's who we are, and that's how we walk. Okay? There's fruit that should be... That, that is a result. There's fellowship that we meet, need to avoid. And there's this, this focus that we need to have. Verse 14 here is a reference to numerous verses in the scriptures that essentially tell us to wake up, to awaken out of sleep. So the Christian life, this walk that we're on, it's not to be this, this tired, drowsy stupor. Some of us, when we wake, we're, we're quick to wake up 
Some of us not so much. I mean, there's some of us we wake up and we've gone through half the house and we're not even awake yet. We don't even know what we're doing yet. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. And this Christian life is not to be like that. We're to be focused. We're to, to understand what's going on and we're to understand what's taking place and, and what's happening. But yet we just kind of, you know, just kind of mosey through life. Uh, you're old enough to know what's going on in the world. You're old enough to know that we ought to be uh, uh, focusing on what God wants for our life and walking with Him and learning to walk with Him and making that the, the most important thing. We're to be awake, we're to be ready, prepared, and focused. Our focus, obviously, is to be on the light. Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee Light. Before that, it says that the light manifests what's in the darkness. We understand that. And so our focus as we walk through this life is to be on the light. Well, we know first off that Jesus is the light, don't we? We could read the book of John and find this many, many times. Just a couple verses. John chapter 8, verse 12. John chapter 8, verse 12. But we understand that Jesus... Is the light. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So if we, as children of light, are to walk in the light, how are we to walk? In Christ. Who are we to follow? We're to follow Christ. Why? Because He is the light. And those that follow Him shall not walk in darkness. It's very simple. Now, we have to learn how to follow after Christ, and we have to learn how to walk with Christ, but that's the key. Jesus is the light. John 12, verse number 46. <clears throat> John 12, verse 46. I am come, a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. So the believer no longer abides in darkness, he's to be in the light. So Jesus is the light. The Word is the light. Psalm 119, verse 105. Psalm chapter 119, <clears throat> verse 105. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. Proverbs 6, verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. And so we understand very clearly from the Word of God that Jesus is the light and that the Word of God is the light. And so our focus as we walk through this life is to be on Jesus and it's to be on His Word. Now, that was my introduction. Let's go to verse number 15. Three things about our walk this evening that I want us to understand. Number one this evening... It's a careful walk. Number one, it is a careful walk. See then that ye walk 
circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise. We understand what it says, see then. Because of all that he just said about those things, he says, see then. All right? Because of what I just said, make sure of that you walk circumspectly. We're to walk as children of light because that's what we are. We're to avoid certain fellowships and we're to have a, a single utmost focus on Christ and his word. And, and as we walk, we're to walk circumspectly. That word there means carefully or accurately. I'm not trying to correct the Bible, but that's what the word means. Carefully or accurately. Someone said it like this. Walk circumspectly, or as the word signifies, accurately, exactly, in the right way, in order to which we must be frequently consulting our rule and the directions we have in the sacred oracles. You know, I'm, I'm sort of a, a rule, you know, I like rules. Um, rules are good, instructions are good. Uh, I'm the type, just, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'd, I'd rather just, just be that way. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I like instructions, just, just tell me how to do it and I'll do it. You know, we men, we like to think we're smart enough to know how to put things together. And maybe we are. My problem is I'm just too lazy. I, don't, I do not want to figure out how to put it together. I'm way past the point of being that proud. Honey, come here and look what I put together all by myself. I just want to put the stupid thing together and be done with it. So I like instructions. Amen? I like instructions. And so I, I consult the instructions. And to walk circumspectly or carefully means that we are frequently consulting the instructions. Hey, wait a second. Let me. All right. I'm walking circumspectly. I'm walking as I should. And so it is a continual, constant relationship with the Word of God and with Christ. It is a walk with Christ, with the Word, that is a careful walk. To walk circumspectly is to live in the light of our position as God's children. We are to make absolutely sure and pay careful attention to that our lives line up with Scripture. And so when he says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. You know what wisdom is? It's using the knowledge that you have in the way that you should use it. I mean, we can have a lot of knowledge and not be wise. And so when it says, walk circumspectly or carefully, not as fools, but as wise, it means we use the knowledge that we have, which is the Word of God, which is our relationship with Christ. Fools walk in the power of their flesh. Fools walk as the world does. Fools walk selfishly. Fools walk not knowing or understanding what they're doing. Fools walk contrary to Scripture. So know this this evening. Circumspect walking is desiring to walk in accordance with Scripture. It's paying careful attention to walk in accordance with Scripture. And it's seeking wisdom from above in order to walk properly. 
And so this walk that we are on in this life, it's a careful walk. Amen. James chapter number 1 verse 5 and I'll move on. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. By the way, we lack wisdom, and we need to ask God, and he'll give liberally, and he won't upbraideth us, and he'll give us that which we need. So number one, we're on a careful walk. Number two, we're on a challenging walk. Verse number 16, it says, Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And so we mentioned that earlier this evening, what the will of the Lord was and how to understand it and what to do with it. And so we're not to be unwise in that we are to understand what God's will is. But when we see that the walk is not only a careful one, it's also a challenging one. First, we see that we're to redeem the time. Redeeming the time, the Bible says. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 tells us the same. Colossians 4, verse 5. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time means buying the opportunity. Buying the opportunity. It literally means to take advantage of. <clears throat> you ever had those opportunities in life? You're kind of like, eh, I better take advantage of this while I have time. I remember one of those times I went to Walmart and they were having a clearance on their guns. Amen. <laughs> and they were, for some reason, clearing out their rifles. My wife's going to be like, yeah, I remember that time. And they were clearing out their rifles, and, and they were cheap model rifles, but they were Remingtons, amen, praise the Lord. But they had a .30-06 and a 300 Win Mag. Each of them had a scope, brand-new scopes, brand-new guns. I got both guns out the door for 404 bucks. That, amen, somebody say amen right there. I took advantage of that opportunity. We, we have lots of opportunities, don't we? Listen to me. Your life is an opportunity. You have been spared. You have been redeemed. You have been given another chance. And your life is not your life to live. It's His. And you have to redeem the time. You have to take advantage of it. And why not now, as single people... Begin to take advantage of it. Amen. You may say, well, we already are. That's good. Grow in your knowledge of the Lord. Grow in your understanding of what His will is. Grow in your understanding of what it means to walk worthy in a, in a way that pleases Him. Because you truly have to take advantage of this opportunity. Vance Havner said this, The problem of today is that the times are desperate, but the saints are not. It makes no sense for a farmer to plan in winter. It makes no sense for someone selling products to kids to advertise to senior adults. 
And it makes no sense for a Christian to live as if they have all the time in the world. Because you don't. You might be young, but you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You might think you have all the time in the world. You might think your whole life's ahead of you. And I understand there's things to be thinking about and things to be preparing about. Young men need to figure out what you're going to do with your life. How are you going to provide for yourself and support your family? Young ladies need to be thinking about things as well. I get that. There's things to think about and things to prepare for. I understand. But also understand that you don't have all the time in the world. Take advantage of it. Redeem the time. We do have eternity. I understand that. What a blessing. But as far as making a difference and an impact for eternity, that's only right now. We get to spend eternity with our Savior. Amen. Praise the Lord. But as far as making a difference for eternity and an impact for eternity, it's this life. It's the only life you have. It's one life. And it's now that you have the opportunity to make that impact. And so, we must redeem the time. Secondly, we see the days are evil. We're to be walking in the light because we're children of light. But can I just say to you, it's hard to be light in darkness. It really is. It's hard to be light in the dark world that we live in. Especially for... Younger people, as I said earlier, the temptations are there. The world wants you to go their way. Satan wants to attack. Uh, uh, you, you really have to determine and make up your minds now and, and get some convictions about you and figure out you know, who you're going to be and, 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 and what you're going to believe. And you know, I mean, uh, we have kids and our kids are not raised. They're still at home, but, but we've already decided we're going to raise our kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We've already decided that we're going to, you know, raise them a certain way. We're going to raise them differently from the world. We, you know, we've already decided that and we've already put that in, in motion. Amen. You guys need to decide that right now. The days are evil and the temptation is going to be there. Eh, just raise them like the world does or just do what the world does. You see, the, we've already made some decisions, and, 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 and we're not changing. We're, but there's some decisions that some of you all haven't made yet that you might need to. And the world is going to always be there, distracting you, tempting you to be dark, to, be, uh, dark, to live in the darkness, to not be light. And so it's hard. And so it's challenging. And so because of this, it's... Uh, uh, we need to be wise. <clears throat> we need to use the knowledge that we have. And so our walk is a careful one. Our walk is challenging because of the evil days and because of the, the one opportunity that we have. And number three tonight, I'll close with this. Our walk is a, to be a close walk. It's a careful walk. It's a challenging walk. And it has to be a close walk. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. <clears throat> be filled here is in the imperative. That means it's a command. It's not something that's automatic or just takes place. I wish it was. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit takes place 
when we're saved, He, he moves inside, He takes up residence within us. But the filling of the Spirit is something that takes place on a regular basis as we surrender, as we walk with God. The, to be filled with the Spirit means to be under the influence of the Spirit, to be led about by the Spirit. The, uh, the illustration that's used here is being drunk with wine. We understand <clears throat> what being drunk with wine is, even if we've never been drunk, and hopefully that's the case. But we understand that becoming drunk with wine means that we're under the influence of it. That's why people act the way they do when they're drunk, because they're under the influence of something else that causes them to act that way. And so it's not like it's, you know, telling us here not to get drunk. Obviously, we shouldn't get drunk. But he uses this illustration to help us understand the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine, we're in his access. Don't be under the influence of wine. Be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Don't be under the influence of something else. Be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Be filled. And by the way, this only happens through a daily, personal relationship with God and a moment-by-moment submission to Him. You might say, what do you mean moment-by-moment? Moment-by-moment as the need arises. Listen, if, if you could wake up tomorrow morning and pray and say, God, fill me with your Spirit and you'd be filled all day, then I, that's what I'd tell you to do. Now, you ought to get up in the morning and pray and ask God that you'd be filled with the Spirit. But as soon as you go out the door and out into the world and that temptation hits you or uh, that thought comes into your mind that shouldn't be there or that desire uh, of the heart that shouldn't be there swells up, you're going to need to stop and you're going to need to say, all right, Lord, I'm thinking something I shouldn't think. But Lord, I want to be filled with the Spirit here. Or somebody makes you mad, they say something, you get tempted to get angry, you need to stop and you say, all right, Lord, I'm wanting to get angry here. But Lord, I want to be filled with your spirit. Lord, I want to do what's right. I want to please you and I want to honor you. And so this walk has to be close. It's a daily, personal, intimate relationship with the Lord. But it's also a moment by moment relationship. Submission. James 4, 7 tells us, Submit yourselves, therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee. So our walk as Christians is dependent upon our walk with God. So it's a close walk. It has to be. Otherwise, we're not going to walk as we should. Then notice in verse 19 and on, we've read it, but talks about speaking to yourselves, singing, making melody in your heart, giving thanks always uh, for all things unto God, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of of God. So in verse 19 and on, we see other people, don't we? Listen, I believe not only must we be close to God, but we also need to be close to one another. Someone said this, they said, you can't love Jesus and divorce yourself from his bride. If you love Jesus, you'll love his church and you'll love to worship with his church. Can I just say the walk that you're on, ladies and gentlemen, It's a careful walk. It's a challenging walk. And you're not going to make it if it's not a close walk. Close with the Father and close with one another. 
It's all dependent upon God. But listen, you cannot walk apart from your local church. You cannot walk as God desires you to walk apart from your local New Testament church. You can't do it. And so I want to challenge you this evening to walk worthy. I want to challenge you to understand the days that we live in, where you're at in your life, and I do want you to truly redeem the time.